0: Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. The new voice new voice of success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys, and advice of our guests here on Big Idea, Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea, Big Moves, Jamie Allison.
1: Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison. This is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, just people doing really cool things in their space and that we can hear a little bit about their journey and, and what's working for them and and um, hopefully take bits and pieces away for our own lives as well. Um, so we uh, talk to lots of entrepreneurs. We talk to lots of athletes, um, scientists, just people doing really interesting things. And and so we have one of those today. Just before we jump into that. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that we have a connection with Epitome Sportswear um, and the thing that's that's really great about kind of our connection with them is that they like to give back to the community they serve. So they um, spend a lot of time um, making sure that they can work to impact the inequities in uh, in opportunity for girls and women in sport. And so for that reason, a portion of their profits go directly to organizations and initiatives that support girls in sport, so that's something that, uh, that we really uh, like as well. Um, and they really have a focus on kind of whole life success. So it's not just performance stuff, it's things that um, you can basically wear anywhere if you wanted to. So so take a look um, in either our Instagram um, profile, you can go in there and into our bio. You'll see that there's a, uh, a coupon code that you can use and, and get some percentage off there, or just go directly to Epitome Sportswear. And that's E-P-I-T-O-M-E sportswear.com and, uh, and check it out for yourself. So really happy to have Sarah Sutherland with us today. She's a entrepreneur, a certified trainer, busy mom, most importantly, and uh, uh, health and, wealth and wellness expert. She's a former collegiate athlete who spent over a decade in corporate sales and management. Um, and has a master's degree in business and she has her own podcast Nacho uh, Fitness Coach as well and has been featured on network television and in publications everything from Shape and Oxygen Magazine um, to doing some stuff for Fabletics and, and stuff as well so so first of all a um, uh, busy person obviously Sarah but thanks for taking the time for us this morning.
2: Yeah thanks for having me on it's been a busy busy like 12 years so that's yeah. <laughs> Summary of all those accomplishments. It's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it flies by when uh, when you've got all those things going on. So so maybe uh, that's where I'll start. Is that you've got you've got lots of streams of things that you're doing. But maybe just take us back a little bit about you know the journey to get here. Like were you were you always an athlete, and that just kind of obviously you know took you on this path? Give us a bit of an idea of how how you got to where you are today.
2: Yeah, it did. I mean, I did. I grew up and I was very active in team sports. Um, really anything with a ball, I was all over it. Um, and so that continued through college. So I was a collegiate athlete in college and, you know, you graduate from college. If that has been your path and you get to a moment where you're like, what do I do now? I mean, really it was, it was very interesting. I was not prepared. I don't think for that moment where team organized team sports ended. And so it was like, you look around and you're like, okay, what do I do? A huge part of my life is like, you feel like the chapter has closed. And so I was like, well, you look around and you see people running. Maybe that's what I do. I become a runner. So (laughs) running for a while, but I am just not built to be a long distance runner. Uh, I did find some teams and found some things just for, you know, fun, social outlets more than anything, but not, there's not as much competitiveness that kind of comes out of some of that. And so um, my job started to take off my career, my corporate career. Cause so I went to school for business. Yep. Um, and so I started to get really heads down in that. And I would sit in airports and look at all of the very overweight and out of shape folks really struggling yep. making it in the airport. And I saw, I was like, okay, is that going to be my future? Because that does not look like they're happy, um, with a lot of them. And so I, I, started then thinking, okay, which path am I going to take? Am I going to keep going down that one? Or am I going to find a way to kind of bring my worlds together? Mm-hmm. And so that's really kind of how my fitness journey started. Then as I was like, no, I need to make sure that I'm bringing myself along with me in this corporate life that I don't lose the person that I've always been. And so yeah. here we are.
1: Yeah. Well, and and maybe going along with that, is there, you know, you, you do kind of figure out how to Weigh off all those things, like to have kind of you know success not not just in athletics because you would have been so focused on that in a collegiate and you know and having to to kind of balance all of those things. Is there something that like triggered that for you very specifically that I need to make sure that I I kind of balance these things a little bit or or did did it just happen over time?
2: Well, you know, if I I was in a sales a traveling sales corporate job and so we wore yeah. business professional clothing all day every day in airports all of the things and suits are not very forgiving. You know, they're not like walking around in like leggings or jeggings or anything that has stretch and give to it. Now they are just there. And I, my suits were getting tight and I was like, okay, this is the fork in the road for me. Do I just go by the next suit, the easy path and just say, okay, fine. I'm ready for the next size. This is just my life now. Or do I say, oh no, what is happening? And you know, how do I How do I take control of this and how do I change what I'm doing and establish some different habits in this new life that I'm living out in this world where I'm traveling and living in airports and suitcases. And, um, so I, I got focused, I think on figuring out that, um, in the meantime, I was a newlywed, we had done a health challenge at work. So we've been really focused on like health light, like year long health changes right at the end of that, we got married. And then it's like, we were newlyweds. And so that had went, we both were working and traveling and we were dual income, no kids. And it was, you know, eating out and all the fun things. Yeah. Yeah. Just so between the suits and then just got to the point where I was like, I'm not really feeling very good. I need to change something. So that was where it kind of all started for me.
1: Okay. So I'm sure there's lots of people listening that can can totally relate to that um, because obviously it's it's a, a huge chunk of the the population out there. Um, one of the things that you probably hear a lot is that, um, especially, uh, I think for for moms who are working moms and, you know, and do all the things, um, you know, how, first of all, if, if they're listening to you, I mean, the one thing is time, right? Is is there, you always hear that that is the biggest challenge is how do I, how do I have the time to do the things that I need to do for myself? Plus do all the other things that I have to do for everybody else. Um, Maybe how do you approach that yourself? And then maybe because you have clients that you talk to about that and you have kind of, um, you know, connections with people, uh, how do you teach people, how to do that.
2: Yep. I was fortunate in that I started my fitness journey before I had children, but now I have four kids and they're seven, they were less than seven years apart. So every two years we had a kid, we were adding to our family. And so now I'm on the flip side of that, where I do have the busy family and I'm a mom of young kids that constantly need me for everything. And, um, at the beginning where i did have the luxury of just focusing on me that is where i got hyper focused on learning nutrition learning amounts of nutrition because i am a firm believer that we overeat and we don't realize it and so when you actually take the time to learn and you have to learn it it doesn't just come to most people you have to learn about how much food really is um, and what you're really truly consuming So for me, that took six months of weighing everything on the scale. Now, during that time, I had found a program that I was doing online, but the gym just happened to physically be located in Kansas city, which where I was living at the time. And so I would travel during the week. I would do the online program. And then once a week I would go in and see a trainer in person, but it gave me structure and accountability and, um, a reason that I had to go through that learning process myself. And then that was the way that worked for me. After six months, then I got to the point where I could eyeball things. I just knew how much it was. And I do think people get to that point, but I also don't believe you can skip over that first part. That's just really kind of hard. You have to learn it and you have to learn it for yourself. Um, And obviously there's a lot of different ways and methods that you can go about that. Um, For me, that's what it was. It worked, but I also now... 12 years later, still know, I still have all that knowledge with me. You know, I can eyeball things now and I can go to out to restaurants and I know how much I'm consuming inside my house. Um, I'm a better shopper with the foods that I choose to bring into our home for all of those reasons. Um, that, that was what helped me at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, look now as a busy mom, um, what I see most, even for myself, but I also see a lot of clients you focus too much on having to add in something. Oh, I have to add in going to the gym. I'm already busy, but now I have to add in doing this or that, or that actually you don't, what you do need to do is look at the things you're currently doing and see what you could do with small changes and tweaks that will help you at least get started. And then once you get started, you can add things down the road.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that's interesting to, to say it doesn't have to be something you jam on top of it and, and figure out because you're probably doing a bunch of things that you don't need to do, too. Um, and that f- fills up some of that time. Um, and, I, I, I you know, you talk about nutrition a fair amount there. Um, you know, one of the things that you hear a lot of the time right now. And maybe this is part of, of when um, people are learning and things like that. I'm assuming from what you said, you can, you can eyeball a lot of things now. And, you know, do you, are you one of those people who watches your macros and all that stuff that lots of people do now or, or use that on, on their journey? Um, Do you do that? And, and do you have any of that discussion with your clients or is it, is it more of a broad based piece that you look at?
2: So today I don't journal anything. It's actually probably one of my least favorite things to do because it is so mundane and tedious. And for me, I'm like, who has time for that? Now it works really well for some people. It kind of just depends on the person. But for me, that was like a really painful activity. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to find a way to not do that as quickly as possible. At the beginning yes i do you do have to have a little bit of like self-actualization that happens and like because until you stop and notice what you're actually eating notice the amounts that you're eating and actually have to commit it to pen and paper it doesn't yeah. really always seem real because nobody else is watching what you're eating other than yourself so you can't be accountable to anyone else even if you're with your husband or significant other or a roommate, even they're not watching everything you're putting in your mouth, that's all on you. And so you have to own that. And you have to understand that that's, that's just part of the process. So, but if you're like me and you hate journaling because it's tedious, then do it as short amount of time as possible, but really focus on learning then, you know, so there's a lot of different strategies that people will coach, teach, how to kind of do that. Some say you got to journal your macros forever. And sometimes that works for people, but for me, that was never an option to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's important to acknowledge that, that there are lots of people that that just becomes a, a very difficult thing over time um, and uh, and how to deal with that. Um, you you do a lot. I know now focus on, you know, especially women um, in their 40s and above and, and that kind of thing. And and some of the changes that come just generally with, you know, aging over time and, and stuff like that. Um, what, what are some of the unique challenges of, of kind of really connecting with women, you know, of that age group and, and higher and, and what kind of challenges, like, how do you, how do you work with them to, through some of the challenges that um, they have in being able to do the things you want to do?
2: Yeah. I mean, life changes, but everyone's life changes. We all go through stages. We go through phases and that's okay. I think the most important thing is just to realize that just because you're in a specific stage. Of life, you don't have to like write everything off and like throw in the towel for like ever. I mean, it might just be a short little thing and that's totally fine. Um, you know, cause I, I fall into all those categories, you know, I'm a mother of four small children. I'm 42. So I'm in my forties now. Um, and for as much as I love physically going to the gym, I can't tell you the last time I actually had the time or made the time to do a gym workout. Um, but I spend all day, every day very active with my kids. If I have a chance to pick up my 40-pound two and a half year old, I'm picking her up and I'm throwing her with a couple kettlebell swings and we're doing some deadlifts and you know, or I'm picking her up and kind of tossing her up in the air. Like I I choose then to work activity into my everyday life, not be like, okay, I have to carve out 30 to 45 minutes 60 minutes. You know, some people think out workouts even have to be a full hour to get like a true workout in, but you're missing out then on all of the rest of the activity that you can just work in throughout your day, which I do believe is a very important part of the picture and often gets overlooked because it seems too simple.
1: Yeah, yeah. and. Going along with that, I mean, there are, you know, there are probably changes even in how you've approached this since, you know, you first started doing it. But um, a lot of people probably um, want to know your approach to, um, like, goal planning and, and things like that, both for yourself and and maybe in, in how you do that with your clients. Um, you know, I, I guess, how do you approach it, especially knowing that, you know, things change over time and and your focus can change and all that fun stuff? How do you, how do you approach goal setting?
2: I... I like to help build the foundation first. And so, um, long ago I came up with what I call the healthy habits. Um, I actually wrote a book about it. It was an ebook for a really long time and I self-published it on Amazon, but it's the healthy habits challenge. And so it's a very shortened version of a process to build a foundation that helps you get through all of those different stages as life will change. And it focuses on what appears to be surface level, the most simplest of activities, right? Taking some vitamins if you're not getting it all through your nutrition. Um, you know, focusing on sleep, water, general activity, you know, but they're the building blocks at, to a solid foundation of just general overall health. If you get too focused on getting those gym workouts in every day which they don't even have to be every day to be effective. Um, You know, you lose out on the other 23 hours of every single day, which you can be making a very positive impact to achieving your goals. So the very first goal I believe for people should be looking at what you're currently doing and changing what you can, because if you try to set goals that are specific to scale weight, for example, say 10 pounds or, you know, whatever that what I see is that often leads to crash dieting, not effective, um, techniques and tactics to just hit that like interim goal, especially once you include, say like strength training, for example, Well, losing 10 pounds, that's not scale weight because you've got other things going on. And so if you get too focused on outcomes like that as your goals, I think that's when we start to see a lot of kind of that, like, I'll I'll get it, but then I just come back to my old ways. And then maybe I'll set a new one because I've got a vacation or some event, And then I go back to my old ways. But if you can take an opportunity to take your old ways up here, then your peaks and your valleys aren't quite so dramatic um, because you've taken the time to raise that foundation up and build it up to a level that you can sustain through all of the rough waters that happen in life. So.
1: Great. Um, you have a business background, so maybe it's a little bit different for you than some, but, um, but I'm sure even doing some of the things you're, you do from an entrepreneur standpoint and just building kind of your online kind of business piece and and all those things. Um, what, what's been your biggest learning for that uh, from that perspective? Like uh, uh, what was your, what's your, biggest challenges or something that surprised you by kind of either how difficult it was or how different it was than what you thought it might be?
2: You know, I think for me, it it was definitely building the empathy for everyone, wherever they were at in their journey to meet them. You know, I would have colleagues in my gym that I would see, you know, going after every client the same way with their head and just like pushing things through, Um, And it just, you know, you, you have to meet the client where they're at. Everyone comes from a different place. I had to very quickly drop the college athlete mindset and realize I can't put people through the same workouts that I can do. Um, you know, maybe a lot of the same movements, but just really had to get super like hypersensitive really to what they were doing. And it's, work, it's not always about working harder. Um, I am somebody that I do happen to like to work harder when it happens. And I like to lift really heavy. And I like to feel that, like, you know, I've accomplished something, but in order to have a successful workout, you don't necessarily need that. And for some people, that's a turnoff, you know, they're like, okay, this isn't for me. You know, this isn't what I'm used to. And it it hurts and it doesn't feel good. And I can't walk the next day. And so then they quit, which also defeats the purpose. You should never want to have a, you know, a client should never want to quit, right? So for me that was the biggest learning curve as I started training people was um, you know, meeting them where they were at and um then taking them along from there down their own path. So not mine, not my path, there. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I'm assuming you gain a fair amount of inspiration from people that you you deal with. I mean, you know, you, you have your own kind of things that come out of that, but but um, what's that like, I guess, knowing that, you know, you get to impact people and, and see the results of the, those kind of impacts you have?
2: That's probably the best part, really. I mean, when you see that life, like people physically change not only their bodies, but like how they act their mannerisms. It's not just seeing maybe weight changes, but their personalities and their outlook on life. Like in short amounts of time, we had one client, he was the best. He's still probably, you know, one of my favorites. I mean, not that we should have favorites, but of course (laughs) you connect with people differently than you do others. And he came in his very first kind of sit down consultation and I could hardly get him to look at me. You know, his head was hanging. You could tell he felt uncomfortable in his clothes and he was just like, I'm here because I know I need to start, but I don't, you know, he just didn't know. And his self-confidence was very low and you could just tell he wouldn't look at me you know, And so it kind of got, we got through the first one and was all, you know, take him through the process. And he came twice a week for four months. And by the end, I couldn't get him to stop talking. He was so confident he would walk so much higher with his head up. I mean, he still had, you know, goals ahead of him. Um, of more things he wanted to still go do. But at the end of the four months he had with me, he was just a totally different person. He, his confidence was changed. He, you know, walked around, he was more comfortable in his body. Um, he felt like he had control over what he was doing, which is a very powerful feeling, um, to finally be like, I, I got this, you know? Um, and so he hit, you know, he hit the goal that he wanted to with me, but then, you know, what's the funny thing too, is once you hit whatever you think your initial goal is, you will get there and you will be like, well, but wait, yeah. now I want to go do this. It, it You never have a true destination, but once you get to where you think you're going to be um, happy, if you will, then something else will come up and just keep going with it. You know, just don't stop. But yeah, that that's that was probably a really fun Kind of interaction, just seeing, and that he wasn't the only one, you know, you would see a lot of them um, that would come through and they would just, the self-confidence changes, walking taller, just excited in what they were able to accomplish for sure.
1: Sarah, did you have, as you were coming through this this industry, or or even just kind of what's what's kind of um, you know your your journey through this this whole thing? Have um have you had any kind of mentors that stand out to you? Have the have you have you had specific people, or is it just kind of a culmination of of a bunch of things? What's that been like for you?
2: Yeah, so you mentioned I have a business background. I mean, that was my yeah. college degrees are marketing, business management. I have my master's in business. You know, but fitness and being fitness and being active is always kind of my hobby. And so when I started looking for that own personal transformation and that program, um, Diana Shalou-Lacert is, she's one of the, her and her husband own HitchFit. And so it's a gym in Kansas city, um, but they have online programs. And so a college roommate actually had done a program with them. And I saw her before and after before and afters, which is how I kind of found them, Um, and she was somebody from the very beginning that, um, was my online coach. And then I would train with another person actually in the gym when I would go in there. But for some reason, she just kind of like stayed as a mentor for me really, um, because she had a fitness modeling background. Um, they had a very strong fitness competition background. And so once I got started into my own, just kind of personal transformation and I started seeing changes happening and I looked at fitness competitions, then as my like new competition, you know, my new reason to be like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to stick to my plan because I'm going to go do this. I'm going to stick to my plan and get my workout in, even though I'm really tired because I want to go do this. And so I've always been somebody that events like that, that are a hard date, help me stick to things just like they were when I was an athlete. And, um, so she had that background and she then owned the gym. And so she'd be in and out. And so I think for me, she was a huge mentor in kind of my journey, not only as a coach, her coaching style, Um, I'm not a hard ass coach because I believe that you have to own what you're doing. I'm going to guide you, but if you're looking for somebody to call you out, belittle you and make you feel really bad about yourself, then I'm not, I'm not the one, but Mm -hmm. sometimes that works for people and that's what gets you through. But, um, so her coaching style, her mentorship through fitness competitions, um, coaching me through the fitness competitions, getting me started. That's then I went and got my cert my first personal training certification and then I went on staff at their gym um and so I kind of had that whole process and journey behind me but I mean I would I'd probably give my biggest shout out to Diana because she's was always there for me at the beginning as I got things going so
1: yeah and I'm sure people people have an idea of who you are and and from from this from the other things you do and stuff like that is there something that you think um you know if people met you kind of outside of of kind of your your professional kind of world that um would surprise them about you
2: Oh I don't know. I mean I feel like a lot of people can pinpoint that I have like an athletic career or athletic background. Yeah, um, I do get a lot of people that are surprised that I have four kids. Um, and we didn't get married until we were older. We were 30 and 31. So I didn't have my oldest daughter until I was 33. And, you know, so that I think quote unquote makes me an older mom, you know, I'm 42 and I've got kids that are nine to two and a half. Um, and so, you know, when I go to school drop off, obviously a lot of the girls that are, are younger than me, um, or moms, you know, they, they age is different. And so I think that's maybe the most surprising thing right now is just like, you've got four and you know you you have the businesses, we own a physical gym as well, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things that you do. And I'm like, well, I do sleep. (laughs) <laughs> but I really just don't watch TV that much. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You just uh, do different things and, and mm-hmm. that's, that's not such a bad thing um mm-hmm. so you know one of the things that we always do with kind of anybody that we we uh talk to is is try to leave the audience with a couple of kind of tangible things lots of them that we've already talked about today but but we'll kind of um capsulize it one way that if if somebody is um you know uh, you even get examples of a couple of people that are are probably like right now listening and, and thinking they're maybe really struggling with um getting their weight under control or want to start that process, um, but are either intimidated or just kind of don't know where to start. Do you have a couple of, um, you know, tips on on how they can get themselves on, uh, started on that journey?
2: Sure. Yeah. I'm My number one thing that when I do presentations and talks, and I'll have people that will come ask me to come speak to smaller groups, to larger groups, um, women's wellness events, things like that. Mm-hmm. My number one thing that I like for people to remember is you need to give yourself some grace. And I say that because no other area in life are you expecting out of yourself to be 100% perfect from day one. You don't go to a job and are expected to know everything day one, you know, have your first child and know as much as you do as you are like learning. And so I just think that in this world of health and fitness and dieting and whatever you want to call it, far too often we set this expectation for ourselves to be 100% perfect to plan 100% perfect to work. I can't miss anything. I can't skip this. I, I have to be 100% perfect, or I'm just going to toss it all out. And I'm like, that is not, that is not the way that it is in any area, any other area in life. You know, we give ourselves grace. We understand there's learning. And I think if there's one takeaway to any goal I think that would be it because it can translate to a lot of different things. Um, And then the other takeaway, I would say, and this is maybe a little bit of like a shameless plug, but um, you know, we, I do with a friend have a podcast that's called Nacho Fitness Coach. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise behind that conversation started because she was a beginner. She was like at the time, probably how much younger she made. Uh She was maybe 35, 34, 35. Mm -hmm. And she got to the point where she had never exercised in her entire life. She's never seen a gym. She was never an athlete. She's got two kids and she saw a picture of herself sitting in a chair and was like, Whoa, what has happened to me? I think I need to do something. And so she would Google everything, which the internet is a blessing and a curse (laughs) and she would Google everything, but then she would come to me and she'd be like, what do you think about this? Should I do this? What do you think about this? Cause she was a true beginner from the very beginning. And I was like, yes, no, some things I'd roll my eyes at her. Some things I'd be like, okay, you can start with that, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was giving her just my honest opinion back to whatever she was finding that was out there. And one night she literally had a dream that we started a podcast and I was like, you know, that'd actually be kind of fun. Mostly because I felt like it was such a realistic situation. You have new beginners, you maybe have somebody to chat to or not an expert, whatever answer these very simple questions. And so we just basically started recording the conversation. And so I have had a lot of people come up to me saying that they have learned a lot from this free podcast Mm -hmm. just to get them started. So that would probably be another takeaway is whether it's my podcast or something else, just start learning. Um, and a lot of free content is out there. That's super great. You can pay for it. Maybe you learn with the free stuff first, and then you hit a point where you pay a coach. Um, nobody's going to know that journey as well as you will. Um, so you have to make that decision, you know, for yourself, but that I would say giving yourself some grace, and then you're going to have to learn at some point. So how you want to do that, you can, but definitely start to get educated. Um, as well yeah, so
1: yeah well and there's so many opportunities and and um uh you know thank you for that i mean the the one thing that we will do and um and and that'll be the next piece is that um uh we're gonna put in our show notes we'll we'll put through a link to your podcast so people if you do hear that didn't get kind of how to find it right away we'll have a link in there so obviously check that out um so some great stuff there um if people are trying to find kind of um, more about you and and how to connect with with your stuff what are the best ways of doing that Sarah?
2: Sure. So my website is sarasutherlandfitness.com. Um, Instagram handle is the the Sarah Sutherland. Um, but I do also have like a coaching profile at Sarah Sutherland Fitness as well. So either one of those you'll be able to find me. Um, and so I've got my contact information out there to reach out. It's a bunch of information about me, my history. Um, but and then my my book is available too on Amazon. So um, we can link that maybe as well. It's just a quick pick up to get started maybe with that too.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll make sure that um, we've got all of those links in the show notes when we go through. So if you um, heard this and and want to just definitely check that out and and get some of those links and and we'll be able to follow you. Lots of great information on there and and, uh, pick up the book as well. So, um, again, I know uh, things are are busy as we've talked about through this whole kind of podcast, but um, thank you for taking the time today, Sarah. It's been great. Lots of great stuff you've shared.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was really great talking to you. You've got a great little podcast here and a nice. great premise to be able to bring lots of different industries and niches into people to be able to listen. So I love it. Nice work.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, to everybody else, again, thank you for listening. If you haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, do that now. We have great people every week, just like Sarah. and uh, And we will talk again soon on Big Idea, Big Moves.
0: Thanks for listening to the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at bigidea underscore Big Moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions. Hit that subscribe button yet. Go on, you know you want to.